preached out of this passage probably uh, a lot of times, probably four or five times, different messages. Um, and that's just one of these passages, you know. Um, last week we are in Daniel chapter 5, and, and uh, you know, this book is an intriguing book in your Bible. It is. And the chapter we're in this morning, of course, is one of those chapters that we've been hearing since we're smart children in Sunday school. And um, vacation Bible school and that sort of stuff. We've been hearing about this passage and it's just one of those passages that we think we know inwards and outwards. And... um, upside down and forward and backwards too. We think we know this, I mean, all the time. But I'm thankful when the Lord gives something different and new uh, out of a passage that you've preached on before. To be honest, there's a lot of deep truth in this passage that I'm going to try to pull out this morning with the help of the Lord. And so let's read, let's start in chapter 3, verse 19, if we could. The Bible says, Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hose, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast in the midst of the burning fire furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound in the midst of fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. The form of the fourth is like the Son of God. If you have another Bible in here this morning, it would say like the sons of the gods. And King James Version is the only one that says like the Son of God. Just so everybody knows... And by the way, it was the Son of God. Amen. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors being gathered together saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their heads singed, neither was their coats changed. Nor the smell of fire passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel, and delivered his servants and trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any other god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Pagan province. 
wicked providence. Just lost providence. But they were promoted in it. And so, no telling what the Lord can do if you'll let him work and you'll shine your light among men. Lord, we love you this morning. We ask you to help us. We ask you, God, to just bless us. And Lord, help us with this message. Help me to deliver it, Lord, as, as you have given it to me and how you see fit, Lord. We'll praise you. We'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I believe we can find some help this morning in this passage. And uh, don't you know that we live in a world that don't like God, nor anything that pertains to God. In Babylon, in that day, they, they don't like us. They, I mean, it's simple. They don't like Christians. The world does not like Christians. It's very plain to see, but guess what? That's the sum of this book here. That's the sum of the book of Daniel. We've seen it last week in chapter 5. Well, they, it wasn't directly towards a Christian, but Daniel was the Christian who stood up, and we understand that. But let me understand something. Babylon hated and still hates God. Babylon hated God in that day, and they were a pagan and idolatrous nation. They hated God and things and the people which pertain to God. And uh, we can find that throughout the whole book of, of Daniel here. And I want to look at these three Hebrew men who, as I've said before, they didn't bend, bow, burn, or boogie. And that's just as simple as it was. They didn't get down to the things of the world, okay? They just did not get down to the things of the world, nor anything which pertained to the things of the world. Uh, and so they faced affliction, they faced adversary, and they faced adversity, and they faced the adversary in all, every way, and everything, and very harshly, and maybe more harshly than we'll ever have to face it. I do not know. You might be thrown into a fire tomorrow. I do not know. But it's most likely that you will not. Let me just say that. And so, but they stood the test of time, didn't they? They stood throughout all of it. They had to deal with their names changed. Uh, and they said, listen, I will not bow to your God. I will wear your clothes. Uh, I will even be okay with you calling me uh, a Babylonian name. Uh, but I will not bow to your Babylonian God. Uh, I, I just want to tell you this morning, uh, there's going to have to be a time in your life and my life where we choose uh, what we're going to do uh, and where we choose when we're going to do it. Amen. Uh, they might have to give you a new name and they might give you a worldly name uh, and they even had to wear worldly clothes and eat worldly food of the Babylonian uh, and they did not want to do that but they said there's one one thing that crosses the line when it comes to you. Uh, and I will not bow to your God. And that's where we need to stand. Amen. I'm going to preach on this thought. They, and listen, they had everything. Babylonian, they had everything. They had gold, galore, silver, everything they needed to have there. But they didn't have one thing. They didn't have God. And I'm going to preach on that thought this morning. We have God. There's three men in this text here who had God. And we might have to deal with a bunch of mess in this world today. We might have to go through a bunch of people. We might have to deal with a bunch of furnaces. We might have to deal with a bunch of fiery moments uh, and things that would come up. But we have Him. 
And we have everything when we have Him. Amen. Uh, just because we have Him don't mean uh, that we won't have to go through hard times, though. Notice with me a few things. God's people are this morning that I noticed in this text. Number one, I want you to notice that God's people are a persecuted people. God's people are a persecuted people. Verse 19, the Bible says, Then when Nebuchadnezzar, full of few in his vicious, uh, form of his vicious, uh, was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and the beginning of the commandment, they heat the furnace seven times more than it wanted to be heated. And so, so here they are, and uh, the context here is Nebuchadnezzar is um, he he reacts in the, to, towards them in anger uh, um, because they would not bow down. Uh, to the gods of the Babylonians. Uh, and those three Hebrews determined, uh, <coughs> and, and they determined to stand with God, uh, and then Nebuchadnezzar determined to kill them. Just to turn them into whatever and destroy them in the fiery furnace. I do not know the view there, but I picture it as a big square, and he's on top, and they're throwing them in. Uh, that's what I'm picturing. I, I cannot say that for sure. Uh, but he orders them bound, and he casts them into this fiery furnace, uh, and he cast, cast them into a furnace that was heated seven times more uh, than it wanted to be heated. Uh, and the fire is so hot that it slays the men uh, that threw them into this fire. Uh, and why are they so mad at this, men? Uh, the reasons for the king's actions are given in verse 9 uh, through verse number 18. Uh, the reasons why, I want you to notice with me, their standards uh, caused uh, persecution. Uh, their standards caused persecution. Verse 8, uh, the Bible says, uh, Wherefore, at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews... Um, they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever, thou king, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship, that he should be cast in the midst of a fiery furnace. They, there are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee and serve not thy gods uh, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. I tell you, here they are, and uh, they, they, you know Nebuchadnezzar is uh, wanting to set this up, and uh, he attaches this command to it that whosoever uh, sets up, whosoever does not bow down uh, to worship this God in which he has set up. Uh, and by the way, the whole thing was a setup. Uh, that's all it was was a setup. Uh, it was just something that they carried in there and set up. If your God was a setup. How would you lean on him? How would you love on him? How would you do that kind? How would you, if he could be burned, you know, if they had thrown him in there, he'd have melted too. Right? Oh, I'm saying Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow to that image, they had standards. And their faith in God would not allow them to sloop, stoop down to the level uh, as the pagans around them. Uh, and that's it. In other words, their standards and their manner of life uh, had them uh, made them uh, different from others around them. Yeah, man, yeah, the child of God, friend, should not have any ha- have any relation, but they should be different. 
their standard of living from the world around them should be different. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 17, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Amen. And then he says, and I will receive you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, If ye, be, if ye then be risen with Christ, Meaning you died with him, rose again. Meaning you were baptized with him, rose again. You understand what I'm saying here. Seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitting on the right hand of God. So it says, seek those things and, and set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. And therefore, I'm telling you, friend, we must have some standards. Amen. We must have some standards. And we must, we, we will deal with persecution if it comes to our standards. My wife wears a dress all the time. My wife wears a skirt all the time. And we have dealt with some things. We have. But you know what? You've got to be different. You've got to be different. If, the, if you want to align with the Word of God, you're just going to have to align with the Word of God. Right. Amen. We, you say, we say there's, there's people in this world pick and choose too much from this Word. No, there's, been, there's people in here that pick and choose from this Word. Amen. I've been known to pick and choose from this word sometimes, all right? All I'm telling you is that the, the way, it's, it's easy to do, uh, but if the, if the word of God says it, we ought to do it. The, their standards cause persecution. Secondly, I want you to notice their Savior calls persecution. Now the Bible says in verse 13, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring, bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Uh, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the God, uh, the golden image which I have set up. Uh, now if ye be ready, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sap, but um, sultry and dulcimer and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of the burning fire furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Who is that God? Nebuchadnezzar gave them a second chance. He said, whenever I set this thing up and whenever that music starts playing, you bow down and worship it. He, he knows why these boys are refusing to bow. Uh, and he mocks uh, the God of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. Uh, he mocks each one of them. Uh, and he implies that he, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, is more powerful than the God of them. And he demands that they bow to his God rather than the idol, rather than, than their God. And can I just tell you, the believers should walk in total submission to the Lord. Amen. Yep. You, know, you know, we are totally, we are to be totally sold out to the Lord uh, and His will. He is to be first place in our lives. Amen. There will be times when you have to choose where to go. Okay? There's going to be times when you are going to have to choose uh, where to go and who to choose and maybe there's something uh, that someone planned on Sunday and you just can't come to church. We've had it happen plenty of times. There's a birthday party or whatever and, and I understand that. But uh, no, no, God doesn't. But let's not just even separate it just for church, which it is God's house. And Sunday is the Lord's day. You realize that, right? Everybody realize that, amen? Yeah. 
It is the Lord's day and it ought to be separated as the Lord's day. It's His day whether you give it to Him or not. Amen. And so all I'm telling you is that, that, that there, there's going to be a time, uh, whether it be for church services on Wednesday or Sunday or whatever it may be, uh, there will be a time when you will have to choose uh, what you'll do. But what about just life in general? You may have to choose uh, who you're going to serve tomorrow. There may be an opportunity that comes up and pops up in your life uh, where you're going to have to choose uh, who you're going to go with. uh, Whether it be the Lord uh, and whether it not be the Lord. Uh, I mean, there's been many times where people's tried to invite us to something uh, that a child of God ought not be at. And guess who we chose? The Lord. And you're going to have to come through that decision too. Well, I tell you, let me tell you what the Bible says about it. The Bible says in Luke chapter 14, uh, the Bible says, If any man come to me, uh, and this is the Lord's word, uh, and hate not his father and mother and wife and children uh, and brethren and sisters, yea, uh, yea, the Bible says. That means hold up, uh, look here, uh, yea, uh, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. You say, I'm supposed to hate my whole family? Well, let's rightly divide the word of God. Verse 27, the Bible tells us uh, directly after, and whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Let's let's rightly divide the word of God. What does the word hate imply there? Well, the word hate means put second. That's just a layman term, okay? That means if he, if any one of those are above him, you're not, you're not, you're, you cannot be his disciple. Not maybe, not anything, but you cannot be his disciple. That's something else, friend. A hard word, but it's true words. Can I give you some advice for just a minute, everybody? Can I give you some advice? Choose today. Choose today. I mean, don't worry about, don't wait till the chance comes where you have to choose uh, whether you're going to go with the Word of God uh, or go uh, with the world. But can I just tell you is that you better choose today who you're going to serve and say it does not matter what comes my way. uh, If I have a chance to choose the world over the Word, I'm going to choose the Word. It's a good thing to choose now. Choose today. Choose today. Their Savior called persecution. Thirdly, once you notice, their standing caused persecution. Their standing, we understand this, and the Bible says, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, uh, our God whom we serve uh, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Uh, but if not, be it known unto thee, uh, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship uh, the golden image which thou hast set. Up, He said, we will not worship that God uh, even when they are threatened with a horrible death uh, and threatened with the, uh, the thrown into the, uh, the, that, that big old fiery furnace. Uh, they refuse to bend. They refuse to bow. Uh, and they take their stand uh, in spite of the personal effect. 
The true believer should square his shoulders back and lift up his head uh, and fight the good fight for the Lord, friend. Uh, We must take a stand for Jesus in this day. Uh, I'm telling you, are you all in? Uh, Will you stand for the Lord? The Bible says in Luke chapter 9 and verse 62, And Jesus said unto him uh, that no man having his hand uh, put to the plow uh, and looketh back uh, is fit for the kingdom of God. Uh, I'm telling you, friend, don't put your head to that plow uh, and you keep on plowing the roads. Uh, you keep on going with God. Uh, here is what we need to get a hold of today, friend. Uh, if we're going to live for Jesus uh, in this world, uh, if we are going to be His uh, and His alone, uh, if we are going to refuse to let this world squeeze us into its mold, uh, then we are going to suffer persecution. Yea, that all that live godly will suffer persecution. That's what the Bible says in verse 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Will suffer persecution. Here is the line, bottom line, beloved. I tell you is that if you and I are going to live godly, if we are going to live for Jesus, then we are going to be persecuted in this life. There will be criticism. There will be intimidation. There will be hatred and temptation and trials like you cannot imagine and I cannot imagine. But I tell you, that's just life. And believe it or not, they are fit to make us more like Him. That's what a lot of these trials are for. Just as silver and gold are placed in the furnace and are purified through the process, and they are persecution. And I tell you, persecution and has the potential to remove the mess from our lives. It's purification is what it is. But here's an encouraging word for you. It's only going to get worse. That's encouraging, isn't it? It's only going to get worse, friend. It's true. It's 100% true. Is that It's going to get worse before it gets better. And the truth is, lost folk cannot understand the way we live. They can't understand why I dress the way I do and why my wife dresses the way she does and why our kids are going to be dressing the way they do and why they're going to be acting the way they do. I know he's a little heathen right now, but one day the Lord's going to save him. And I tell you, one day... I'm telling you right now is that the the way we do uh, and the things we do uh, and the love that we have for God uh, and why I preach so loud uh, and why I preach so long uh, and all of this. uh, And I tell you, our lives bother them uh, and they're convicted by holiness in the life of the believer. They ought to be. They ought to be. Their natural reaction uh, to you is going to be persecution. Uh, it is. It is it's an attempt to uh, um, get us to behave like them uh, and that sort of stuff. But if you are going to live for Jesus, uh, you uh, will be persecuted. But beloved brethren, uh, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Press on for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. The people of God are persecuted people. Secondly, i got to hurry. 
people of God are protected people. The verse number 24, the Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men into this midst of this fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. Then the Bible said, He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt in the form of the fourth man is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spoke and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth in the midst of the fire and the princes of Governors, captains, and king counselors uh, being gathered together saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their heads changed, neither was their coats changed, uh, nor the smell of fire had passed upon them. Uh, I tell you, friend, uh, the three Hebrews uh, are cast into the fire, uh, and but an wild moment came about, uh, and an amazing thing happened, uh, and instead of dying in the flames, they're loose from their bonds. Uh, the only thing that burned in there was what happened. Adam bound. Uh, friend, I tell you is that Nebuchadnezzar cannot believe his eyes uh, and he commands them to walk back out of there. How about that? Uh, um, which they do. Uh, and they're totally unharmed uh, by the violence of the flames. Uh, and I want you, that is the protection of God. Notice how. I want you to notice number one, their God is always present. That's how. You know that God of the Babylonians could have never walked over there and saved them. But uh, their God, the God of the Hebrews, uh, Joshua, he was able to come. And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, was thrown into the flames, uh, they found that they were not alone. Uh, but their God, they had professed their faith in earlier, the one that they had trusted in earlier, met them in the fire. Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar and the others with him uh, could not believe their eyes. Uh, and they threw three men in the fire. And now there's four. Four men loose and walking uh, around in that fire. Uh, and even in a furnace in Babylon, uh, God kept His promise to His people. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 43, verse 2, the Bible says, uh, When thou passest through the waters, uh, I will be with thee. And though uh, the, through the rivers, uh, they shall not overflow thee. Uh, and when thou walkest through the fire, uh, how shalt, thou shalt not be burned. Uh, and neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Uh, the greatest thing is, my friends, uh, is we have the same promise. Uh, Jesus said He'd never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Uh, he'll be with us always, even into the end of the world. Uh, and that is true when we have that promise. Uh, and so when the flames uh, and the, the, the hard times of life uh, come up around you, just open your eyes. Uh, Jesus is there with you. Uh, He's there with you. Uh, notice what happened before the Lord met them. Uh, because the Lord met them uh, in that fiery furnace. Uh, well, they were free in that fire. Uh, they were free in that fire. All the fire did is burn the things that had them bound. Uh, um, the Lord used the fire to loosen three men uh, from the ropes that held them. Uh, and I believe there's a good application to take from that, friend. Uh, is that when the fires of persecution uh, and affliction come into our life, uh, your life, my life, uh, and you need to remember this truth. Uh, the fire of life often takes you, uh, oftentimes, uh, are to make you closer to Him. Uh, let it burn the bad as you draw near to Him. They were, they, they, they were absolutely, they were free in the fire. You know what else they were? They were fine in the fire. They were fine in the fire. We're told that they have uh, no hurt. Is that right? 
They have no hearth. The fire did not kill them. It didn't even burn them. I read what one man said. God allowed them to go through the fire, but He did not allow the fire to go through them. And that's how it works in this life. Again, there's a powerful truth. Is that for those who are walking through a fiery time, a hard time, the furnace may be frightening, but God is so good for Those hard times. Uh, God did not allow it for your hurt. Uh, God's never going to allow it for your hurt. uh, But for your good. We know all things work together for good. uh, To them that love God uh, and are called according to His purpose. Uh, The Bible says, as we read there in the book of uh, Genesis chapter number 50 and verse number 20, But as for you, uh, ye thought evil against me but God meant it unto good is that what the Bible says in Joseph uh, speaking of Joseph uh, and to bring it to pass as it is this day uh, to save much people alive uh, even through the flames uh, even though they may come they're good for us they're good for us I believe there's a deeper application here is what I'm trying to say you will be fine in the fire because there will be one with you ever into the way You know God doesn't leave you in the fire. He'll not leave you. He'll protect you. He'll preserve you through the fire. And He'll keep you for His glory. It's a truth, friend. It's a truth. Their God is always present. And also, their God is all-powerful. Amen. Verse number 27, the Bible says, (coughs) And the princes, governors, captains, king, counselors, being gathered together, all these men saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was the hair of the head singed. Neither whether his coats changed, nor the spell of fire had passed upon them. When they came out of the furnace, then were inspected by Nebuchadnezzar and his men, and we're told that the hair was not singed. Uh, there was no fire marks on them, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Uh, how about that? I, I tell you, friend, I can just imagine. Can you see them sniffing them fellas? Can you imagine them sniffing them? I mean, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. All right, I, I can imagine what a miracle. You can't even walk into a convenience store a lot of times uh, nowadays without getting the smell of smoke on you. Are you with me now? Uh, you can't even walk through that without getting the smell of smoke on your clothes. Uh, but the power of God uh, operated in the situation uh, and overcame the furnace completely. That's just God, friend. And when He does something, He does it all the way. God never does a halfway job. Never. He'll never do a halfway job. When He heals, He heals completely. When He saves, He saves completely. And when He forgives, He forgives completely. That's just how God works. And whatever He does, He does it all the way. Well, how, preacher? How? He's all-powerful. And He's able to use that power in your life. And in my life, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or thank, according to the power that worketh in us. It's power that worketh in us. So when you find yourself looking at a furnace, looking at a hard place, looking at a fiery trial that comes your way, that the Satan, by the way, is the one who does that. Ephesians chapter 6 says he shoots fiery darts our way. And remember that you serve an all-powerful God, a God that don't quit, a God that don't give up, a God that don't melt, a God that can't fall over when you lean on Him too much. That kind of God, and that's kind of God we serve uh, and whatever it is he's able to bring you through for his glory hallelujah lastly so the people of God persecuted people they're protected people lastly I want you to notice the people of God are proven 
people. The Bible says, uh, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. And we have and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies, and they that might that that they might not serve nor worship any other God except their own God. Therefore I make a decree, Nebuchadnezzar speaking. That every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces. And their houses shall be made a dunk hill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Every one that there that day came away with a greater understanding of who God was. Amen. Amen. And what God could do. And going in, the three Hebrews did not know what God was going to do for them. That's what it says in verse number 17 there. He says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able. He, he knew, they knew he was able. They didn't know what he would do, but they knew he was able. I mean, it's just as simple as that. But they trusted him. Nebuchadnezzar thought that he was more powerful than the God they served. And in the end, they all learned that God was greater than the king. <laughs> Amen. And then the furnace of fire, he was greater than that too. Notice with me what happened when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were delivered from the furnace. I want you to notice, number one, the person of God was praised. The Bible says in verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speak any other thing amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in peace, and their house be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after that sword. There is no other God that can deliver after that sword. Uh, An old pagan king exalts the name of the true God. uh, Exalts the person because of what he saw God do for his people in the furnace. Nebuchadnezzar see things differently. We understand Nebuchadnezzar. I believe he gets saved. Nebuchadnezzar, verse, chapter 4, verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, the king unto all people, nations, languages that dwell upon peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought towards me. Well, looks like things have changed. Looks like things have changed. God used this horrible moment in the lives of these three Hebrew believers to touch the heart of a lost, heathen, pagan king. A friend, you never know what God will do with the afflictions in your life. Remember this, your reaction will always cause a reaction. Everybody understanding that? Your reaction will always cause a reaction. Meaning, uh, whatever However you react to the situation is going gonna, is gonna to cause how somebody else reacts to a situation. Especially if you got kids. Especially if you got kids. That's just the truth. And as we go through life, we lean on the grace of God to sustain us, to keep us, uh, to carry us on. It may be that God's using the moment in your life uh, and in my life, uh, those moments that hurt so much, those moments that are so hard uh, to show a lost world that He is God and He helped them too. If they see you trust them, we have nothing, how much more are you going to teach them? Remember that verse over there where it tells us to go with them twain. How much more witness, remember that? How much more witness can you be that second mile than you could be the first mile? How much better of a witness can you be the second time? I mean, I'm just telling you the truth, friend, is that the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9, the Bible says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. 
For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ rest upon me. Amen. So the person of God was praised and then the people of God were promoted. Verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And so because of because and only because they were faithful to the Lord, they passed through the fire. We understand that it was just pure faith. On the other side, they're promoted in the kingdom. And there's an application here for us, friend. A lot of times God sends us through a furnace because he really just wants to use them oftentimes as a test. Well, we can see, we can see that through many people in the Bible. You know, Elijah had to go by a dry brook before he made it to Cherub. Right? Joseph had to go through the pit, through the prison, before he ever made it to the palace. Right? All I'm saying, friend, David had to go through a lot, a whirlwind. He had to go through Goliath before he ever made it to king. He had to go through Saul before he ever made it to king. Right? All I'm saying is that there's a long ways a lot of times to get to where you're going. But one good thing is, is that we have God. If you'll trust Him now, if you'll stick with Him now, if you'll stand up for Him now, then when that time comes, you won't have no problem standing with Him. When you're in the low spots, when you're in the valleys, when you're in the trials and in the fires and in the furnaces of life, if you can trust Him then, you will not have no problem trusting Him in the heart in the easy times. No problems. We must press on to those times because the end is inside. I believe there's help today. You trust in Him. He's faithful to His children, friends. He is 100% faithful. And they might have, the Babylonians may have many things. They might have all the gold they wanted. They might have had everything they needed. But they didn't have God. There's one thing you, can, you and I can say, and it's a good thing. The three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, that's their actual names. They had God. But if they wouldn't have had God and they would have thrown in that pit, they would have never made it through. Can I just tell you something, friend? If you don't have God, you will be thrown into a fiery furnace one day. And that day could be tomorrow. Could be. Jesus is coming soon. And we ought to be ready for that day. We read it last week. The fun ends. And when the fun ends, you find that there's a man by the name of Belshazzar who's still in hell today. Fun ended for him when he saw the handwriting on the wall. Telling you this morning, there's three men who are in heaven today because they had God.
If there ain't nothing else you have, you say, I ain't got a dime in my pocket, I ain't got this, I ain't got that. If you got the Lord, you'll not need anything else. Because there's promises in His Word that tells us, My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Is that right? I mean, we can go on and on and on. We're not going to. But you need God. And I'm glad this morning I have God. Stand to your feet, please. Glad I have Him. We have God. Press on for the glory of Him. It's all about Him, friend. Nothing about our stuff. Lord, keep everybody as they go safe on the way home, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, you'd bless the church, that you'd bless the people of the church. Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your love, your compassion, Lord. We thank you, God, for your loving kindness, Lord. We thank you, God, for your peace. Lord, for your long-sufferingness, Lord, for your forgiveness, God, for your love. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you are to us. And Lord, we thank you, God, that if we don't have anything else in this world, Lord, I'm thankful I have you in my heart. Lord, I'm so thankful for that. Lord, help your people to stand, Lord, in the midst of persecution. Lord, in the midst of um, all the mess that goes on, Lord, as people are... Um, just doing all kinds of stuff, Lord, today in wickedness, Lord, and perversion. Lord, in the midst of that perversion, help us to stand, Lord, with you. We have you. And, Lord, help us, God, because we know there's a day coming, Lord, where we'll be promoted. And, Lord, and that day is heaven, Lord, and I'm so looking forward to that day. Lord, we're looking for Jesus to appear at any time. Pray for the one that's, um, for, for any that may not be saved in here this morning. God, we pray, God, that you would help them. Convict their hearts, work in their lives. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, bring us back here tonight at 6 o'clock. Amen.